0: Today's episode is sponsored by Disruptive Nutrition's 12-week Trifecta Transformation. We always say that wherever you are in your journey, we have a place for you at Disruptive Nutrition, and we have learned over the years that some diet disruptors need more support when it comes to not just their nutrition, but to their mindsets, habits, and long-term sustainability plan. That's why Disruptive Nutrition has developed an exclusive coaching program designed for those who are the most serious, committed, and ready to invest in themselves so that what they learn truly lasts a lifetime. Our 12-week trifecta transformation is the only program where I personally coach clients to truly dive deep into not just what their body needs, about how their mindsets and actions intertwine. This is our most exclusive program where clients must be interviewed and invited to apply. So we encourage you to explore if you are a good fit by visiting our website, www.disruptyournutrition.com and scroll down to the 12-week trifecta transformation area to book an interview call now. Hey, everyone. Happy Monday to you. I am just excited to be able to connect with you. Say hello to me if you are connecting live with me. And those of you that are either listening on our podcast or watching this on a replay, say hi to me anyway. Because I'll get the messages. I listen and see every single thing that comes out there. So make sure you connect with me. So I just want to take a minute. We have had a lot of new people join us and reach out to us. So, I just want to introduce myself a little bit because I come in week after week, kind of assuming that you know all the things about me. So, my name is Carrie Lapoli. I'm a certified health, nutrition, and life coach. I was also a professional educator for more than 20 years. And so, teaching is my passion. And just before I turned 40, which was many years ago, I really was in a bad place with my health. I um, had two little girls and I just did not. Understand my value. I didn't understand how to eat. I didn't really understand that my thoughts and my beliefs dictated my actions and that they were permeating into the thoughts and beliefs of my kids. And I knew that because one night on Family Friday pizza night, where I didn't get the pizza, I got the salad with no dressing. And my family was eating the pizza, one of my daughters, who was about five or six at the time, looked at my other daughter and said, why does mom not eat the pizza? And the other one said, because it has too many calories. And it was right then and there where I was completely unhappy with what I looked like and how I felt, but also knew that what I was doing was impacting my daughters negatively, even though I thought that what I was doing was right. I thought that the dieting was what we were supposed to be doing, although it wasn't working, um, or I shouldn't say that it was working for a little while and then wasn't uh, sustainable and I, and I didn't know why. And, I, and and so I remember at that moment, I'm like, I'm gonna do something about it. And, and I started going to the gym because I hadn't been working out. And just really tried to control what i was eating because i was so busy i didn't have time i was a full-time working mom traveling all over the country uh, as a national consultant in education and having two little girls and so i did joined a gym and did that for almost a year and i remember before um, that just about that year came up i was like i am just i'm stronger but i see nothing different about my body and that is when a nutrition coach came to that gym and I paid $5 to go to this nutrition session. And he asked the question, what do you think is more correct, eating an apple or pizza with chicken? And I was blown away because I didn't eat the pizza, right? And right then it started my education and understanding how the diet industry has screwed with our entire being and really taught us the wrong things. And we have bought into it for so many years. But when I think about how many decades women have been dieting? I mean, be honest with yourselves. How, how long has it been? 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. And yet we're still doing it. And, and we're doing it because of two reasons. One, we keep thinking we're doing something different every time eat like we go to keto and then we go to fasting and then we go to counting calories and then weight watchers and then loom and all of those things but they are all based on the same concept of deprivation taking less calories than you burn letting go of an entire food group or a macronutrient sorry that we need like carbs or fat and recognizing um that while nothing in our lives that you could ever think of flourishes in a deficit we somehow think that when we are at a deficit. We're going to be able to be healthy, strong, lean, lose all this weight. It doesn't work that way. And when I started realizing that and started seeing what really we needed to be doing, I got fully obsessed with it. And so that is what I have now devoted my life to. I quit my job two years ago, full time. And and while I was doing this and supporting women for close to a decade, I was still working. I was still consulting in schools. Um, and decided that's it, I was done. And so now I'm fully obsessed and and committed to educating you and making sure you understand what it is that the diet industry is doing to us and that there's a simple, sustainable and satisfying approach that really can replace the need to diet and give you the freedom that you actually need. I always say we were not put on this earth (laughs) to find the right diet. We were put on this earth for something so much more. Our purpose, our value, our worth, is not in the scale and it is not finding the right diet. We need to fuel our body with food. We need to nourish our body, treat it like a temple so that we can go do the things. Not our end goal is not a number on a scale. That is, we are so much more than that. And in this day and age right now, women, if you don't recognize that you should have a voice and an understanding in how your body works, (laughs) then we are doing us all a disservice. So let's work together to be able to confront what the diet industry really has done to us. So the the first thing I said is that we keep thinking we're doing the same thing over and over again. And the second reason why um, we think that dieting um, kind of is the answer, we just haven't found the right one yet, is because the diet industry makes us feel like we, it worked and the diet worked, and then we failed it. And then we couldn't be strong enough. We couldn't sustain it. We did the cheating and then we gained the weight back. So it was our fault. When in all reality, the diet makes us actually unhealthier, it fights our body instead of working with our body. And when that happens, your body's going to do things to protect itself from you. And it's going to do things like slowing down your metabolism, screw up your hormones, uh, store fat. As an effort to protect itself from you. So you think you're failing the diet, but in all reality, you should be able to go off plan and your body be able to handle it if you are healthy. If you go and have your quote unquote cheat meal and you suddenly gain five pounds. Well, it's not you. It was the fact that the diet had you believing that you needed to do these Crazy things that don't even make sense. So today and today's podcast. Well, I'd love for your comments and, and to let me know what you're thinking about that. But for today's comment uh, podcast, I am going to dig into how you know that you have dieting PTSD. And 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 here's what I mean that by that PTSD. And I'm not trivializing trivial, trivializing that PTSD is a debilitating situation for so many people that have had trauma. I have trained all over the country on trauma. And I actually really mean it when I say that we actually have a form of PTSD when it comes to the dieting the dieting industry and what we now do as a result of that trauma. I know it sounds crazy, but we really have had experiences in our lives And if you have had issues with either your weight or believing that your weight is an issue for decades, then you have to understand all of those thoughts, all of those beliefs, all of those mindsets are going to catch up into a a, a type of trauma that shows up in a variety of ways that you might not even realize. So today we are going to dig into how you know if you have a type of PTSD that has been brought on by the diet and by the diet industry. So if you are ready, please put in the comments, diet, because that is what we are going to dig in today. And that is what we are going to really start to self-reflect on whether or not this is you and then what we need to be doing to be thinking about it. All right. So we are going to dig into the top 10 signs that you have what I call dieting PTSD. So the first sign is that you use the word cheat. So the word cheat, cheat meals. Oh, I'm cheating. Or ah, this is a cheat. What does that sound like? I mean, I I was in school when I cheated. I definitely was doing something wrong. And when you use that word subliminally, you are saying that you have done something wrong and you might use it as a joke. And you might even think, I've been following Disruptive Nutrition and the Diet Destructor Squad for a long time. So I know I don't have to have a cheat meal, but if you're still saying it, then there's something there. And it's something to be real cognizant of when it comes to the language that we use especially as a hashtag momfluencer, right? So when you are a a, a mom and an influencer to others and use words like that, it has more meaning than you realize. Okay, number two, the idea that if you aren't eating perfectly, you're gonna regress. You're gonna be scared of regressing because you weren't perfect, now I need you to realize that our, your bodies don't need us to be perfect. They need us to be consistent. And a lot of you say, okay, I'm not dieting anymore. I'm just going to eat healthy. And yet then if you eat something unhealthy, you're so worried that you're going to regress. Now we know that there's a difference between eating healthy and quote unquote quote, balanced with what we talk about in terms of balancing our blood sugar, but eating healthy is almost the same kind of thing as seeing food as good or bad. If you see food as good or bad, you probably see food as healthy or unhealthy. And if we eat something bad, we are bad. If we eat something unhealthy, we are bad. It becomes binary. If food is binary to you and you don't even realize it, it's like a little bit of that that kind of like, oh, I, I, I shouldn't be eating unhealthy right now. It's almost like it's replaced the word. If, if you're not dieting, it's replaced the concept of, oh, it's like too many calories. It, it, it's a healthy, thinking that that's a healthier way to approach the concept. But at the end of the day, your body doesn't need you to be perfect. And I'm not saying to go out and just put a lot of garbage in your body, but food serves our body and food serves our soul. And we need soul-filling food as much as we need body-filling food. Maybe not as much, but you know what I mean. All right. Number three: if you find yourself probably without even realizing it, but like really thinking about everything that you're putting in your mouth, counting calories in your head, just knowing how many calories food is, and then really thinking about everything that you're putting in your body, that comes from that dieting PTSD, that feeling of restriction, the feeling that you have to put your body at a deficit, the feeling like food has power over you. And even if you think you're not dieting anymore or that you're trying really not to do those kinds of things, that the the mindset that we still have often permeates for years and years and years. But I always say that self-awareness is health, And the more aware you are of these things, the more you're going to be able to do something about them. Okay, number four. The fourth sign that we have PTSD from dieting is the amount of guilt that we have when we, quote unquote, go off plan. When we eat something we feel like we shouldn't have. When we get on that scale and see a number that we don't like, the guilt that weighs us down is more debilitating than being overweight. And I just got off of a call with one of our clients who said, the freedom around not feeling guilty anymore is more than she even thought she knew she needed. Because she came to us thinking she just needed to lose weight. And of course that's happening, but it's that guilt that is starting to be lifted that was so debilitating. Okay. Number five, the fifth sign that you have PTSD when it comes to dieting is that you're actually just scared of carbs. Now, it's not just food in general, because a lot of you have worked through your feelings of fear around food, especially if you've been following me for a while, understanding that food is fuel, but there's still something around those carbs. We have been so inundated with carbs are bad, carbs are bad, no carbs, keto, all of that stuff. And I want you to think it wasn't even just keto time, because before keto, it was Atkins, right? And so we have this feeling of being scared of carbs. So if you find yourself pulling back, being scared of it, saying no to something, not because you you could use this feeling like, no, I just don't want it, or no, it doesn't serve my body, it doesn't serve my soul, but is it really because of fear and fear of carbs? Okay, number six, a sign that you have PTSD is that hunger starts to feel good or still feels good, I should say. So if hunger actually feels like you're doing something right, because I mean, for years, I would think push through the hunger, push through the hunger, and you get like a little bit of that that feeling of a badge of honor. Yeah, and I have been doing this for a decade, and there are still times where, where I get hungry And I think, oh, good. Oh, I'm hungry. I'm going to push through it. And and I teach this stuff. So if that's me, sometimes I got to believe that there are times, even if you have been, even if you've been a client for a really long time and you understand blood sugar stabilization and you understand that hunger is your body telling you that your blood sugar is low. And that if you're not hungry, that is because you trained your body To not send you those hunger signs because you're not going to do anything about it anyway. It's tired of yelling at you. And yet, we can still use that hunger to feel like we're in control. Okay? Be aware of that. All right, number seven. Number seven, right? Yeah. Okay, number seven. So I I have heard this so many times with people, and I don't even think we realize what we're saying. Mistaking weight loss for feeling good. So let me tell you what I mean by that. We, we talk to women all week long. And when I ask them about their goals, and they'll inevitably tell me this number that they think they should weigh, and I'll say, why that number? Well, when I when I weighed that amount, I felt really good, okay? I even had somebody tell me that when I was intermittent fasting, I felt really, I felt like I had more energy. I felt really good. Not more energy than after working with us, but just, that at that time had more energy. And I said, here's the problem. If you're intermittent fasting for any amount of time and depriving your body of the nutrients it needs, and then when you are eating, you aren't actually eating in the way that really you should probably be eating, then, but you're losing weight. It is, your body isn't thriving. Your body isn't actually getting healthier, but you're looking at the weight on the scale and suddenly those endorphins, that excitement, that joy, that that number is coming down overrides the things that are actually happening in your body. It's one of the reasons why I say having a scale blinds you of the progress you're making. If you didn't have a scale, you would have to notice what your body is telling you. But when you have a scale... And you lose weight and you're doing it in a way that's unhealthy, you think you feel good, but it's actually just like, it's a facade. And so if you're mistaking weight loss for feeling good and remembering times that you were on a restrictive diet where you only took in a certain amount of calories, you were fasting, you were giving up carbs, whatever it was, and you felt so good. I want you to think about the fact that if your body isn't being given what it needs and you feel good, there's some sort of placebo effect there. Okay number eight you're tracking your food you have dieting ptsd even if you think you're not dieting if you're tracking your food now i have people that tell me yeah but just by like writing it down it gives me a sense of what i'm doing for the day it just keeps me accountable it keeps me on track and while i i want to believe you i really want you to think about the fact that a how much time is that taking and b is it really necessary First of all, if you're eating in the way that we teach, you don't need to track your food. You understand how to balance your blood sugar. You understand how to eat consistently throughout the day. You don't need to track it. So if you're tracking it, just because you want to keep the data or hold yourself accountable, recognize that the time that's coming out of that is just, it adds up and it is crazy. But B, there's something else there. The fact that you need to look at what you're eating and see it for the day It has a power and a control over you like a diet does. All right, number nine, you ready? If you feel like you have to earn food. So I was good all day. So I'm going to have this big meal. I was quote unquote good all day. Or I deserve it. It's such a bad day today. I deserve to have blank. Or I didn't eat all day. So I'm saving up my calories so I can have blank. We don't earn our food. Dieters earn their food because it's a math equation. It's complicated math too. You got to figure out all this stuff about where you are and, and how much you're taking in versus how much you're burning and you have to earn it. But when you are living a lifestyle, a lifestyle that you would allow your kids to lead, a lifestyle that you are doing forever should not be about punishing your body if you aren't quote unquote good. It should not be about you only get X if you do Y. So think about whether or not you actually have this mindset that might be unconscious of earning food. And then the last thing that I've written down, and actually there is a list much, much longer. My coaches and I kind of went through a a big list. So there's a lot of other things, but I just thought for the sake of time, we would do the top 10 list. The number, number 10 of the things that we are doing that are likely signs that you have still a dieting mindset is that you're eating a different meal than your family. Now, I understand that maybe your family doesn't like, they like fried chicken and you like grilled chicken. You don't want to have fried food because it's not as healthy. Okay. Think that there's a piece here that we talk ourselves into, into believing that my kids just like mac and cheese. And I, and I, you know, gluten doesn't serve me, or dairy doesn't serve me, therefore I have to have a different meal than my family. And I don't disagree with that to a certain extent. I believe that it, a lot of it has to come along with what we are telling our family. My kids know that I can't do dairy very well. And so if I don't do a meal that has dairy, they understand why but it's not typically so vastly different. We're all having the same meal. I just might not have the cheese as part of it. I wanna know if we're cooking meals, multiple meals for our family, because really truly you have this goal that sits around a dieting mindset versus truly um, knowing that you have to have something different than your family. Now, if you have to have something different than your family Where is it? And this is why our recipe subscription is so, so powerful. It opens uh, again in July, is that you can have sweet and sour chicken. You can have mac and cheese, lasagna, you know, all of those things in a way that still serves your body and your family will love. So I don't want, the minute you have to deviate so dramatically, I want you to understand that the message that you send to your kids is that mom has to eat a different meal. Why? Why? Well, they're going to understand it differently than probably you do, but the, the underlying message is that mom's on a diet. And again, you may tag it as I just eat you know, healthier than my family does. Uh, there's something to be said for the message that's being sent, but also the real reason why you're doing it. So I want you to just do a little bit of a check for yourself and see, are those the kind of things that I am doing? Even one of those is... Allowing me kind of um, that dieting mindset to seep into who I am, and it is so important for us to be releasing these mindsets, or we're never really truly going to be free from the shackles and the hold that dieting and the dieting industry has on us. That is my fear, and that is my goal, and that is my passion. And I know that we can help women do just that. So if you want to plan to be able to help figure this out with us, let us know, get a call in the books with one of our coaches. We have been extremely, extremely busy. So um, we, you can see what's available, but we would love to be able to sit with you for an hour and just say, this is, this is how you can make this happen for yourself. How you can free yourself from that dieting mindset that I promise you is holding you back from your true purpose. So I hope this was helpful. Please comment and let me know what are some of those mindsets that you have that have stuck with you over the years. Just being aware of them is going to be the first step in being able to deal with them and to replace them with empowered mindsets that are truly going to be not just serving for you, but for everybody that you influence. So I'd love to know your thoughts on this. Can't wait to hear from you. Thanks, bye.